could be suiting up. So I got my bow tie on, yeah. I could be chilling now. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. Wow, wow. I could be chilling now. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. I could be suiting up. So I got my bow tie on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties. Dad hats and bow. Dad hats and bow ties. Dad hats and bow. I could be suiting up. So I got my bow tie on, yeah. I could be chilling now. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties. Dad hats and bow. Dad hats and bow ties. Dad hats and bow ties. Ladies and gentlemen, young world, what's going on? It's your man, Distinguished to God. The Kid XAB. And you're now listening to another episode of Dad Hats and Bowties. Today's episode is being brought to you by Dis Network, brought to you by Distinguished. Let's work! Ladies and gentlemen, this episode of Dad Hats and Bowties is brought to you by the Ghetto Christmas Album, in stores this Christmas. With songs. Yes, your man D-Wop. D-Wop. You already know what it is. You better ho, ho, ho for the bro, bro, bro. I want you to be married, baby. Hey, I know this Christmas is driving you crazy. Hey, I can't get my gift without you. You know what the fuck would you mean do? I got plans to see you. I got plans to see you. And I want you to be married, baby. Hey, I guess the parents is Why? by D Boogie. Wanna brag now, bitches brag now Dad has some bow ties now, but just died now Whoa, whoa, I ain't gotta rap that good I be with the bitch like you got my pussy Christmas and I got your dick Christmas, you got my pussy Christmas, I got your dick Whoa, singles like pick up the hose, baby I'm picking up house, baby, ooh I'm taking up house, baby, ooh It's lit, ho, 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 baby, ooh I'm taking up house, baby, ooh Taking up house, taking up house I'm not talking on the record I'm talking on this record Ho, ho, ho And greatest hits I like to know I need a one dash Got an eggnog in my hand One more time for I go Ho, 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 ho Yeah Uh, 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 uh I need a one dash Got an eggnog in my hand One more time for I go I hope you enjoy the album, but more importantly, enjoy the show. All right, let's get into the show, bro. So, um, young MA, she's back on our uh um back on our minds. A fuck girl shit? Yeah, definitely a fuck girl. I called it the first time. Niggas wasn't really listening to me. I did say that young MA 
would be on the verge of fucking up her career. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I hear some of you guys clapping. Thank you, I appreciate you. Hey, Big Mama, thank you so much. Um, X, this your people. T- talk about it. She keep fucking so, up. So, so this this chick, I don't know. I don't know. If she trying to commit suicide. I don't know what's <laughs> up. First, first you got the New Orleans niggas coming for her, right. talking about yo. She took my bread and she dipped. Right now, she got the nerve to make a bar. That goes, I smoke hookah like Tuka, which is a rapper from Chicago that recently passed away. So now all the Chirac is ready with gun. Listen, of all places, dumb niggas is crazy. I'm not fucking with them niggas. Why would you make that bar? I don't know what the beef is about. I'm going to have to research that shit. But at the end of the day, I feel like it's career suicide for you to keep doing these type of things in succession. Like, do you want to be known as the villain or do you want to be, like, um, celebrated as the person who really made something out of New York hip-hop after it was kind of on a decline. My question to you, XAB, young wavy, pretty boy, who do his eyebrows. Nigga. Shout out to the Asian people. Um, does she still have a career? Because she keep doing fuck girl shit. It, it might be on a decline soon, bro. New Year's coming. She fucking up. She still got a career because this shit is fueling that shit. Okay. I think this shit is making... Okay. For, for some people... I think they feed they feeding off the shit now. They starting to recognize her for doing like this villainous shit. And kind of like when 50 was on his tirade, like they kind of looking at her like, all right, she want to be the villain in the game. Let her be the villain. But what I'm saying is, and when I say career, I don't necessarily mean like songs being played on the airwaves or like her getting like music accolades. I'm talking about like, can she be still a functional rapper after all this bullshit that she's doing, will people actually try to come out here and try to put bounties on her head? That's what I mean. Like, that's a very valid point, are bro. Her days numbered because she's looking crazy. I don't know, but all I know <laughs> is she keeps bringing a lot of negativity to her camp, and nobody is like. I, I feel like the people in her circle not looking out for her because why would you let her do certain things that she's doing? Like, it's one thing about you know a lot of people said when she did that joint in New Orleans. It, well. You know, she got to get her money, and if these niggas was... I mean, Celeb said that yeah. the other if, yeah. if, you know, these niggas is dumb enough to, like, let her do that, then that's a lesson they have to, right. to learn. I get that, and I hear that point, too, but at the same time, it's like, why do you keep putting yourself in these type of positions where this negative energy is coming to your camp? And it's not just on some regular shit. Mm. Like, first is... You got that girl in the crowd and you do the whole phone thing. And that was just that that was just evil spirited, I feel like. Then you got this whole New Orleans joint where it's like you take the bread. All right, cool, whatever. You got your hustle on. Now you got this shit with this bar, and it's like, why the fuck would you even say that? Like, I gotta see if there's some a pre-existing beef that I don't know about. But even so, I'm like, come on, like, have some respect for the dead. Well, she, like our uh, good brother, who was about to get his ass plucked with in prison, Soldier Boy, is fucking up. Oh, shit. Tell us about Soldier Boy, bro. <laughs> I mean, we all see the fuckery. So this nigga Soldier Boy, right, on probation. Listen, all y'all <laughs> niggas on probation, y'all got to understand, son. I know y'all want the street cred. I know y'all want to be out there, but y'all got to understand there's rules to this shit, man. You on probation, don't get caught up in no fuck shit. We love y'all. We want y'all to have a prosperous life, but you can't do so getting butt plugged in prison. All right? And that's what's about to happen to Soldier Boy. Because <laughs> this nigga going to go and put some guns online 
talking about some like, yeah, I'm coming for niggas, da 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 da, whatever fuckboy shit he was doing, talking about how, you know, he's still a nigga in the streets or whatever. And the police were like, oh, okay. All right, now take your ass to jail, nigga. So now he's in front of a judge talking about, do you know what they do to niggas like me in jail? Nigga, if you don't shut the fuck up, my nigga. Soldier Boy has to understand, you can't go from that nigga to saying, you, you can't I'm go. that nigga. You can't go from wearing capes to now talking about you busting guns because niggas is going to beat that ass like the planet of the apes. <laughs> Oh keep keep fucking around, keep bro. Keep fucking around, bro. You gonna be somebody's B-I-T-C-H on a down low in a high noon, nigga. They gonna be throwing you over banisters. They gonna be making you uh, drop the soap so that you could pick it up. Yo, bro, they gonna violate you, bro. I hope you ready. I know every feminist and woman rights activist is yeah. happy after that nigga was talking about squirting sperm yeah. on a sheet yeah, and a- letting a, a chick lay in it and talking about Superman that hoe. I remember so, that. Every... <laughs> Every every yeah that nigga's an idiot. Yeah, every idiot. bitch out here is like this good for that nigga. I hope that nigga tastes a little bit of whatever the fuck he about to taste, cause he gonna have that semen in his mouth, not on his back. It's Soldier Boy. Does anybody know? It's Soldier Boy. Well connected with people that's like in the inside, or was all that gun talk? He will be well connected. <laughs> They penis will definitely be in his ass. Somebody gonna somebody gonna be playing Connect the Four. <laughs> somebody play Connect the Four. Four nuts just slapping. Niggas is playing Twister with that ass, boy. The hot spot. <laughs> niggas is playing Sorry, but they not Sorry. Okay, yo, niggas is dead playing Scramble. They dead playing Scramble. <laughs> the game of life, my nigga. Oh, fuck. Yo, niggas is playing Pictionary. <laughs> niggas about to draw you something. <laughs> Charades, I don't know what happened, my no, nigga. No, niggas is playing bingo. That nigga came bingo. <laughs> bingo. <laughs> Yo, we balling. <laughs> but you did it to yourself, nigga. That's what you get for me to fuck, boy. <laughs> now you about to be fucked, boy. <laughs> Yo. Yo. Yo, oh, it's too crazy, yeah. Fuck. Yo, All right, yo, fuck. let's go on to some other shit, <laughs> oh, man. Shit. So, we uh threw out some 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 joints on the book. Oh, we was wilding. All the, yeah, we yo, was shout out to everybody that love XA being distinguished to God. We appreciate all the comments. Yeah, facts. Yeah, yo, continue that. that shit and make sure y'all listen to the podcast and do the same thing. Facts. If we bring up a topic that you passionate about, about let it. us know. Yeah. Um, but all right, so one of the things that came up was. Should you continue to date someone your friends don't like? <laughs> Yo, every nigga in here took a deep breath. The nigga that wasn't even in the room took a deep breath. Shit, cra- I heard a ghost take a deep breath. Um, wow. Um, ghost of Christmas past, because this is the special right, Christmas edition. Right, right, right. You know, wow. Should you continue to date someone your friends don't like? So, um... I got a lot of good friends who who give me advice or who uh, try to suggest a few things without necessarily getting in the way of a relationship that I'm in mm. or in the way of uh, allowing me to talk to somebody the way that I want to talk to them in a way that might, you know, be deemed, you know, on a like sexual plateau, like things might be on an up and up in that area. Um, if my friends see that I'm in a relationship with somebody that they feel like is going to bring me down that they feel like um, is not necessarily good for me, indirectly they're also saying, no, we don't like that bitch. Mm. So 
um, should I continue to date that person um, if my friends don't like them? Uh, I feel like at the end of the day, like I said it on Facebook and I'll say it again, you can't really see what you're in when you're in it. Mm, sometimes you gotta, so sometimes you gotta like step outside of it. But I mean, I feel like it goes without saying. Like you know, I know a lot of friends right now that are in relationships. I really don't get involved. Like, I, I don't give advice. I don't give suggestions. I just listen to them because the last thing I want to hear is, yo, but the sandwich didn't even like your ass. Nah, I just, That's you, yeah, I just, nigga, you, you asked me something and, and confident, I didn't know that you was going to go back and tell the bitch. Now I can't fuck with you. That's a fact. <laughs> yo, like, <laughs> oh shit, it's crazy. I, I feel like this is like a, like one of those questions that's definitely two sided. I say that a lot. It's the Libra in me, but it's for real, for real. Like, mm. there are some times when your friends don't like whoever you're trying to see for bad reasons. And for that, mm. then it's like, my nigga, I'm not listening to you. Right. Like, if it's like, you you want your boy to come out with you all the time to the club, but his shorty likes to stay in the crib. Right. And you're like, yo, I don't really like that day room ass bitch. Yo, she always in the crib. Like, she always taking you from the boys. Well, sidebar, I would never, ever refer to my man's girl as a bitch. Ever. Mm. No, I would never do that. Not even if I was joking on some so, real shit. I mean, I could, de- yeah, I could yeah. definitely cause some problems, yeah. but like, cause some issues. So, like, I feel, I feel like on that end of the spectrum, it's mm. kind of like if it's for something that's not really that big of an issue, but they trying to make it, I feel yeah. like, you know, you might have to check your friend on that aspect. Facts. But then there are times, and this is at least in our friendship yeah. most of the time, there are legitimate things that you're seeing about a person. And it's like, bro, I'm bringing this to your attention. You do what you want with it. Right. You know, I'm going to bang with that person because you obviously ha- see something that you bang with that person about. Mm-hmm. But I'm letting you know, if Shorty violate, <laughs> it might have to be a real issue. Right, right, Like, right. we're not just going to be on something like consoling. Yo, bro, it's going to be all right. <laughs> like, nah, I might have to have a conversation with Shorty. Right. I might have to send my cousins to Shorty crib. Mm-hmm. Like, like, because if... If I'm seeing these things, and like you said, sometimes it's hard because it's, it's it's mixed. Like I've been in situations where I felt like I was in emotionally abusive or or verbally abusive with a verbally abusive girl, mm-hmm. and definitely, you know what I mean. My friends were like, "Yo, shorty doing some fuck girl shit. You mm-hmm. all right? Or what's up?" And I'm like, "Nah, I'm, whatever, whatever." Trying to make excuses, and that's what we do right. as people. We try to make excuses for right. like, "Nah, they're not that bad." Right. Like. We don't want to believe that. We always try to justify the most fucked up and insecure things that a person is dealing with so that it it almost feels like it's like this normal place that we're in because we're actually trying to, quote unquote, make it work, even though our friends are seeing something that we slightly see, but we like can acknowledge that, yo, this girl might really be saying some fucked up shit about how I look sometimes or in a jokingly way that don't really come off as a joke and then your friend is taking it... Uh, to heart or your friend is taking it in a way that yo your mom don't joke with you like this your sister don't joke with you like this why the fuck this bitch gonna joke with right. you right like why are you letting this you know, shorty yeah. why are you letting her do that bro that's and, my beef and sometimes it's like sometimes it's like alright with, with certain shorties they, that's just what they do like right. that's how they they play yeah. they play differently than than other other girls may play with you mm. and they may take it for what your friends may not be used to take it too far but then it's like, nah, trust me. I'm good. Like, I know what I'm doing. But if you want to play with me, bitch, play with my dick. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Don't play with me. But then on the <laughs> other end of it, though, it's kind of like, if I built that relationship with that girl, 
then let that rock. But then there's those girls that is kind of like, nah, this ain't just joking, bro. She's disrespecting you and you trying to make it seem like it's not disrespect, but she's definitely disrespecting your ass, bro. And are you good with that? Or like, what's up? Like, I got to talk to you because now you're not acting like the nigga that I know you to be. At the end of the day, I think it's really hard to, especially it's hard to be the friend and then try to tell your friend that, yo, this person that you're dealing with is really not good for you. Because then your friend, I hate to say it, but it's just going to be, be be real. Your friend might be thinking you're trying to fuck the bitch. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, nigga. I mean, can, I, can I interject? Go ahead. Right, oh. right there. I, I don't see a lot of, I, I don't see a lot of niggas friendships ruined because of a girl. Because no nigga in reality, <sighs> no nigga in reality wants to hear shit about their they girl. They girl. Facts of life. You got to be real tricky about it. Like, I'm going to point things out for my nigga, but I'm not going to be like, I don't like that bitch. Mm. Because it's hard to recover from that if these niggas decide they want to stay together. I'm going to keep it a buck with y'all right now. I'm about to keep it funky and funk flex stomach, nigga. Drop a bomb, nigga. Yo, somebody drop a fucking earthquake. I'm about to... (laughs) Son, I experienced the realness of my friends... After a relationship is gone and done with, and I'm in a new one. That's a fact. It's just, my friends told me on the phone to my face, Facebook, yo, we didn't want to hurt your feelings. I'm like, hurt my feelings? They're like, yeah, we really saw how much you love, shorty. I actually had a friend who, and yo, shout out to my man Elohim. Um, I saw him put up a status at the time when I was still with one of my former girlfriends, and he said something, and everybody was joking And then I responded directly to him. And I was like, yo, I'm not joking, my nigga. Like, why the fuck you make that joke? Yo, I'm sorry. Then he actually inboxed me and was like, yo, bro, again, I apologize. I did not know that's how you felt about homegirl. Like, I didn't know you and her was even still rocking like that. I apologize. So I I could respect a nigga if he do that and he see me, you know, getting a certain way on on the gram, but, or, 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 uh, or, or social media. But for... The realness of your friends to let you know that, yo, we really thought that girl was not good for you, but we just wanted you to rock out and just not be in our relationship. You had to decide that. So then now it's over. Like, you kind of now see what they were talking about. And unfortunately, some sometimes that's how it would be. Like, sometimes you got to see the real fucked up shit that you was in after you out of it. That's a fact. It's just hard sometimes to see it while you there and... And it's like there is all. I feel like in most relationships, there's good and the bad. So you're going. There's going to be some, you know, spurts of light that you want to hold on to, mm-hmm. and it confuses you. And when your friends and let's say your friend hits you on a bad day, y'all just have a bad argument, and they all in your ear like, "Yeah, fuck that bitch." Da 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 da. And then next thing you know, like Shorty does something like takes you and your mom out to make up for the argument. And now your friend is like, yeah, so that bitch is off limits, right? And then you like, my nigga, stop calling my right. girl a bitch. Yeah, she just yeah, took yeah. me and my mom's out. Right. Like, what are you talking about, B? Right. Now it's confusing. So it's like, you know what? <laughs> I'd rather you do you. I'm going to point out certain things. I'm going to let you know if I feel like, yo, I don't know if I really like the way XYZ spoke to you about this, mm. but that's for you and XYZ to figure out. I'm not mm. going to tell you how to do that. I'm just saying, like, that's not normal. Right. And you do what you want with that. I'm not saying I don't like them. I'm not saying that. I don't like the action, 
And I think that it might be worth you guys having a conversation. Now, you take that information. You do what you want with that. But I'm not going to tell you I don't really fuck with the bitch un- until after. Mm. I'm going to let you know. You're going to know I don't fuck with the bitch. Mm. But I'm not going to be like, fuck that bitch. Like, it's not going to happen, son. <laughs> not happening. Let's dig this rabbit hole a bit further. Is telling someone you think they are out of your league honest or insecure? Mm. Shit. Want to answer that? Actually, yeah, I'm going to go first okay, on this one. So, How do you feel about that? I think telling anybody they're out of your league, I think there is a sense of insecurity within a statement like that. Mm. And what I think ends up happening after that, the predecessor to that, mm. ends up being that person now looks at you differently. They may have seen you as, like, godly sex. Like, let's be honest. Sometimes we don't know why someone is really attracted to us. We could think it's our looks. But they could be like, nah, it's your personality. I have shorties tell me all the time, I have on both sides of the spectrum, like, yo, nah, you like look really, like, I really love the way you look. And then I have shorties be like, your personality is just so dope. Like, it's the most radiant thing I've ever seen. So, like, there's some shorties that just see you in a different, like, what they looking at, you don't know what they looking at. You don't know what they're attached to. And when you put that that sense of, like, yo, I didn't even know, like, I could get someone like you. It changes the image in their mind, and now you're dealing with someone who feels like, oh, well, why the fuck am I fucking with this nigga? Like, they start thinking about those aspects of things. They're like, hmm, I don't know. I guess he ain't that cute. You know, look that dimple that nigga got in the wrong spot. Why he got a dimple in his forehead? What the fuck is up with this nigga? That's supposed to be in his cheek. Fuck out of here. Wow. Like, you start, they start looking at, at, at certain things to see wait, maybe I shouldn't be attra- attracted to this person. So I just think that it, it reveals something that wasn't there to begin with. And if that person ain't bring it up, then I don't need to bring it up. I think it's a mixture of both. I think if you telling somebody that you think on impulse um, that you feel like maybe they're out of your league, I think there's a bit of honesty in there as well as insecurity. I feel like there's honesty in there because... For one, for you to say that, male or female, you have to have some balls. Mm. You like you have to dig deep in yourself to even get that shit to your head to come out your mouth. Because on a regular, even if a man or woman or woman feels like somebody else is out there league, they might not never say that shit until they get the pussy or until they get the dick. Mm. Facts. Cause I feel like this whole thing with, you know, men and women, it's all about this give and take. It's all about this power. It's all about this position. Like, if you, if somebody now knows that you, quote, unquote, feel like they were out of your league, they may use that shit against you. That's a fact. They may use that shit again. Like, they may use that shit to play on your whims. I'm not going to say her name. I'm not going to say his name. I got a friend who a while ago was telling me that she liked this guy he was taking her out on dates. He was doing everything a gentleman is supposed to do or or what a gentleman would do if he's trying to pursue a woman that he really likes. He wasn't trying to be a fuckboy, none of that. But she was telling me, yo, D, I'm not really feeling him like that. I'm like, so why do you keep allowing him to take you out on dates? Oh, because I like free food. And I like, mm. and I like when people spend money on me. To me, that's more insecure on her end than it actually is on his end because he doesn't really know. Like, he's being his most honest self. But she's using his most honest self to justify her own insecurities. To me, that's fucked up. Oh, for sure. It's fucked fucked up. up. That's that's 100% fucked up. And I think that that is the... 
I don't know if we want to call it the problem, but that is the imbalance in our current mm. state of dating. Mm. Because it, it is expected and suggested that as males, we should be taking the female out on multiple dates to get to know them mm. and understand who they are um, and things like that. But... Because the power dynamic is changing, and rightfully so, where equality is is becoming the basis of everything, we are now deal like we spoke about chivalry before. So we're dealing with situations where shorties are looking at it like, "Yo, I'm about to get me this free meal." It's not so much a situation before where it was like, "Oh, this man is courting me, and he's figuring out who I am, and I would like to know who he is too, and I don't got that much bread, so he got to take me out." Nah, it's loud on some like, mm, I want a free ride to the club for me and my girl. So mm. I'm going to tell this nigga we going on a date to the club. Mm. And I know I'm bad. And I know he thinks that he can't get a girl like me. So he's going to do anything to keep me around. So I get to do whatever the fuck I want. I'm going to ask this nigga to buy $500 rosé, my no, nigga. Fuck out of here. You that's know, crazy. You know what you said just now that made me want to interject really quick? What the biggest difference is? Confidence. A confident nigga to bag any any chick. Shout out to Will Smith in that movie hit. She was looking crazy, but uh, even men that's bad. That's a fact. And that's the difference between us and the girls. At the end of the day, the reason why they feel that way is because they feel confident enough that I'm a bad bitch. He don't deserve me. But if you think that you're a confident nigga or you're a bad bitch, I can get you if I want to. Right. That's the difference. So wait, does that also now mean that you're rid of a good point? Does that also now mean women feel like they got niggas wrapped around their finger? I have a friend who tells me that all the time. She always tells me. Wait, tells you that? She tells me. She be like, I got you. And I be like. Who the fuck is she? Are you fucking listening to this show? You ain't got this nigga, ma. You ain't got him. He right. I got him. You gonna give me. Fuck that. And his mama got him. This nigga gonna get Fuck me. you get him for Christmas. No, we don't want pussy no more. We already getting that. What else you gonna get my nigga? What's up? You're going to get this nigga in trouble. That's what you're going to do. Hey, you're going to hear this shit and shit. be like, nigga, what the fuck? So but, all good. But no, but I, I mean, it's funny, though, because she says it jokingly, and I'll and I be like, oh, really? Do you? But, like, a nigga who doesn't think he could bat... Like, she's bad. Okay. She's super bad. Okay. Um, A nigga who doesn't think he could get a girl like that mm. would feel like they are inclined to be like, you do have me. Um, you know, so how do we make this work? Like, they might overcompensate. Mm. And I think that once a woman knows that you're overcompensating, and I don't want to generalize, mm. but from my experience, right. what what typically happens from that is then they, if if they have bad intentions, if they like you, then it, it's not a bad thing at all. It's actually very appreciated when you overcompensate and it, it's shown. But when they just trying to figure it out and you overcompensate, that's when they like, oh, all right. So if I'm hungry, I'm going to call this nigga up because he hasn't said no to me yet. I don't know no when it comes. A lot of bad bitches are also spoiled bitches. Let's keep it 100. Yo, bro, you just said some real shit. Back in the day, I'm probably say about five, six years ago, when I was fucking mad chicks. I knew the chicks that would do certain things for me so I wouldn't be asking the next chick. I knew I had one chick that was probably older, maybe like 15, 10 years older than me. She would give me money. 
versus all the other chicks I'm fucking. They wouldn't do that. But what they would do is they would buy me shit. Then I had one chick. All we would do, we would literally set up a time to fuck. There was no I know about you. I know about your family. None of that. She ain't know about my family neither. We just straight, yo, where we going? All right, bet. All right, we fucking all right, cool. That's it. All right, so I'm going to see you next week. Damn. I had mad shorties like that. And you know, the shorties that was, I'm going to keep it 100, the shorties that was buying you stuff probably weren't confident that they, they might have been out of, out of the age bracket. Right. And they weren't confident that a nigga like you would stick around. We're going to keep it a buck. <laughs> We're going to keep it a buck. <laughs> Niggas going to get tight at this. I had shorties tell me straight up, I think all I'm worth to you is a piece of ass because somebody of your quote unquote caliber of what all the shit that you're doing, I could never keep up. Mm. And I did have to tell shorty, it's crazy. You the first chick to ever figure that out. Oh! <laughs> Nuclear <laughs> explosion. Yo. <laughs> I was like, perfect. Wow. <laughs> she really it. kept it 100 with herself. She's like, yo, all we gonna do is be fucking, right? Uh, Hannah, I was like, yeah, she was like, wow. What's Guess this is the last time we fucking. Is that it's a two sided fence. <laughs> There's a lot of girls out there that think like that. Look at look at niggas like us who are on our way to success, doing great things. And there's a lot of girls out there be like, I don't know if I can fuck with this nigga because I've had like, girls that's tell a me fact, that, bro. Yo, that's a fact. I've had, I've literally we're had keeping it funky right we're now. We keeping it a hundred. <laughs> and listen, if you listening and you get offended, yo. I ain't saying no name, so whatever. Right, right. But I've had, I've had girls tell me like, yo, like all the things that you do, like it's intimidating. I've heard that from multiple different Definitely. girls. Yeah. Like, yo, you intimidate me. And I don't know, like, that's why I'm afraid to take another step with you. Like, I, I don't know if we can go beyond, like, a few dates or whatever the case may be because I'm afraid I can't handle a nigga like you. But let's keep it a buck again, X. Let's keep it a buck, Flo. When chicks also say that, I think they indirectly saying, damn, whether he is or not, whether he's going to be my man or not, this nigga potentially could be competition. I might feel like I, I have to compete with this nigga. Mm. In order for me to keep up. They're not willing to accept that. They're not willing to accept that. I've had, I'm not going to say her name. I had a shorty I was dealing with a few years ago. Shorty dead told me, yo, I don't know if we could be together because I feel like I'm competing with you. Mm. Everybody love distinguished. Everybody love, but what about me? Mm. I'm like, wow. She was like, I feel like Ashanti in the Rain On Me video. She was like, I feel like I'm Lorenz Tate. And you're Ashanti. Damn. I was like, I mean, my thing is once... (laughs) I mean, my thing is, once competition comes in in the play like that, yeah, it's it's done. I felt I felt like the relationship was gonna be done after that. I was like, yes, it's gonna be done because you it's can't gonna be done. like your confidence level is super low in yourself. I'm I not, can't put that. in. I'm not competing with my shorty. I'm <laughs> right. trying to uplift her. To build with shorty, and if right. she and if she shoots off into the stratosphere, fuck it, yo, yo, I'm a supporter. Yeah, like it That's is what, what it is. Like I'm not gonna be like old. Now, what's up? I mean, right. let's keep it funky, though. Because if she go, like, super far, Too far right. she might look at me like I'm baggage. So I got to keep making sure that I'm keeping up. But I'm not going to be competing with her, but I got to make sure I'm keeping up. Ladies, basically what XAB and Distinguished and Flo is saying is that if you got anything that's trying to keep up, that nigga got to keep up more than his penis. Oh, shit. <laughs> this is the right. second time. Away. This is the <laughs> second time this nigga walked away from the mic. <laughs> Second time. I don't even know if we 20 minutes in yet. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. So let's keep this fucking ball rolling. Oh, God. My Gosh. my question as of late has been because me me and a, and my staff like a, a group of us we went yeah. out um to dinner the other day. Okay. And my homeboy bumped into 
uh, a shorty that he used to he used to talk to. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. So he told me a little bit. So when he bumped it, she was with her man. Oh. So okay. they didn't even acknowledge each other. Uh, it was mad funny. Okay. But from that, it had me thinking about, because he told me the story of the dude. He was like, yo, dude is kind of nerdy, um, but like he's successful. Um, and the type of chick that, that she was, was the type of chick that was all about the flashy nigga before. She was playing it safe. She she was all about the flashy nigga before, but now she's settling down with the good guy that, you know, is successful, a little bit corny, mm. um, the nigga that would probably get played in high school type Damn, shit. But he got bread. To but now he up. got bread. Let's back it up. So my question is, do nice guys still finish last, or is this the tortoise in the hare? Where the nice guy wins the race eventually, he mm. just takes his time. Personally, in my predicament, and again, this just go yo this yo this is the keeping it a buck episode. <laughs> Fuck Christmas, man. Call this shit a hundred. Yeah, this key, yo <laughs> yo. Yo, <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Honestly, I've been in predicaments where if I disclose how I really felt about women, I was able to advance whatever that situation was. But the moment I keep it too real, I tell too much truth and not enough lie, that shit goes nowhere. Mm. I'm just keeping it a thought. Like, I find myself having to have had lied to mad chicks that I probably should have kept it a buck with. But I'm like, if I keep it a buck, I'm not going to be continuing to get these quote-unquote blessings that they're giving me. Mm. So if I actually say how I really feel about certain shit, let me just play the game so to you, get what I want. So you feel like being a fuckboy has its benefits? Being a fuckboy has great benefits, nigga. Tremendous. That, tremendous. Yo, being a fuckboy got more benefits than EBT and Obamacare wrapped up in one year. In oh, one stimulus package. God. What's up, my niggas? Them cell phones still working? Trump ever. More benefits than a white person and Trump being in office? More benefits than a, 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 a white presidential campaign with Donald Trump being the fucking new world order president. Oh, shit. You know what I think the biggest <laughs> issue with nice guys are? Nice guys always want bad bitches. That's, That's true. And they can't handle that. The, nigga, the nice guys don't want to settle for a regular chick because we feel like the regular chicks are too ordinary, so it's a vice versa. Mm. Meanwhile... The nice girls don't mind a nice guy, but still want a fuckboy, to be honest. But we also live, but Flo, we also live in a superficial society. A few a few years ago, my 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 cousin, he works out a lot. Shout out to Stryker. Um, this woman was online talking about how she works out. She's in the gym. She always takes care of herself. She was saying how women, you gotta be real with yourself. If you are not in the gym, Taking care of your body and your hygiene? What makes you think that you're going to fuck with a nigga that's 6'5", body built like a fucking tank, and his dick is 10 inches long? She was like, shorty, you never going to get that, man, because you a slob. You oh, fat. Shit. And you still hiding food under the um under the bed. I'm like, damn. That shit. And it was coming from a female, bro. And that's she. That's all type of body shaming and that shit, but she, god damn. Oh, yeah. She I mean, was, we just had that conversation. Right. Day, she was like, you'll never get that because you live in a superficial society. She was like, it's okay to have your preference, but she said your talk is superficial because what you want, that'll never really happen. But I'm going to keep it a buck, though, because I always say, like, when people ask me why I'm single, I'm like, listen, 
part of it is because I haven't come across what I consider the the package for me. Mm. But the other part is like I'm still building as a man. I still need to get to a certain level of, of physique that I want to get to, to a certain level of knowledge, to a certain level of financial stability before I decide I want to also bring on another person. Because keeping it a buck, me getting to a, another level in all those aspects is going to put me in a totally different dating pool where I think the package I'm looking for might exist. It's like it's like searching for, since Pokemon Go is coming back, it's, trying, oh, it's like searching for Gyarados in a motherfucking pond when you know that nigga exists in the ocean. A lot of niggas still, again, got a few Pokemon bitches pregnant over this past course of the summer. Y'all niggas fuck your whole life up. Next year, y'all not claiming a lot on them tax returns, bro. I'm telling you now, the government is raping y'all niggas way worse than a niggas gonna rape Soulja Boy in prison. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Bro, it's going down. Literally, that nigga will be going down. <laughs> it's going down, down, baby. Oh, CNLA. <laughs> Shit. Ah. Uh. <laughs> but let's be honest. How long do you think it is that a a girl wants to deal with a fuckboy? For as long as she wants. You think by the time they hit like 27, 28, they still trying to be with fuckboys? Or are they looking for that nice guy? I really feel like, honestly, um, I do believe in a lot of aspects. You know, studies say it as well. Women definitely mature at a faster rate than men. However, I feel like that that thing that's in them, this innate thing that everybody's born with, everybody's born with this innate thing that's about them that is super unique to that person, to that human being. And there's just certain things that, yo, the heart wants what the heart wants. You might be 35 years old still fucking with niggas that's 26 because you like the fuckboy mentality mm. versus a dude that's like 50 Damn. and you're like 20-something. You might want the, you know, um, because like, for instance, this is funny you say that on the radio today, this girl was saying how she's 26 years old and she's dating somebody that's 52. Mm. She said she's about to get ready to meet this person's um, children. This person's children is her age. And I'm just like, I don't know what part of the game is that, but if he ain't already tell his kids, that 52-year-old is a fuckboy. He know ain't no... Yo, that, that relationship ain't going nowhere. His son is going to fuck her. That son is going to violate her. And she's a black girl. And the, um, the, the family is white. The son is going to fuck yeah. her. He's gonna fuck her. Clean. It's gonna be a Maury episode. Yo. Mm. Yo. You are not the father. Nigga, you gotta speak to Nate Parker for that, bro. <laughs> you gotta speak to Nate Parker for that. I don't know, man. Listen, date who you wanna date. But, um, <laughs> listen, I don't know what part of the game that is either. Do good. Know. Do good guys finish last and your brother overall? Or do they? Like, have you been a good guy oh, to for a bad sure. bitch? And she was like, I had, a, I had a girl tell me one time, and I know she probably, she probably listening, you told me that I needed to be more thug. Oh, Shorty told me I needed to be more street. Mm. Also had a chicken John Jay cause she's married now. Congratulations. Um, she told me, yo, I thought you were too fucking smart. So I didn't even think you'd be interested in a girl like me. Shit. So now we now we're talking about systemic issues within our community, possibly. Facts. Yeah. Where, you know, I the quote like, wow. unquote uh whitewashed black male just because he's educated doesn't relate to certain females because being smart is equated with being a sellout to your own race. So, but before we get into that deep shit, shit that I just that's, had to that's, unpack. That's, that's cutting a different cloth <laughs> yeah, right now. <laughs> shit, them niggas don't eat whole wheat, bro. Them <laughs> niggas don't eat the white shit. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. too much. Um, <laughs> but before we can even get into some shit like that, um, 
do I feel I was definitely and I still feel like in some sense of the okay. word I'm a nice guy. I mean, it depends on the girl because now I kind of feel like I feel out what a girl wants before we even go further. I'm like, mm. she just wants she just wants the dick. She wants me to be a fuckboy. What a girl wants, what a girl needs. <laughs> like, she just wants me to be a fuckboy, so yeah. I'ma just give her the fuckboy. Like, that's she don't want no more than that. If I give her more than that, she might be like, what happened when your situation where the girl was like, nah, I don't want this no more. Mm. Like, so I already know. I can see what level of priority it is that she wants me to be. She wants me to just call her when it's time to do whatever. And, you know, occasionally we have dope conversation. And then that's it. I'm not getting you no Christmas present. I'm not, you know, taking you I'm out. Glad, I'm glad, glad you learned your lesson. Chill, B. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not taking you on no crazy, crazy date because you don't really want that. You want to stay at that level. So that's fine. Cool. Um, but I think at the end of the day, the nice guy mentality, as long as it brings them success, mm-hmm. will outweigh the fuckboy mentality. Mm. Success is the key factor. Uh, a girl wants a successful nice guy over a successful fuckboy. That's 1,000%. Because they know a successful fuckboy will never settle down. Right. He's always going to be looking for the next baddest bitch in line right. to fuck. Even when he's 50, he's now looking, instead of being with that 30-year-old, he want to go back to fucking with the 26-year-old. And y'all niggas that's 50, y'all niggas got to stop, bro. <laughs> I know y'all niggas living in the projects with your mom and dad. Them niggas almost out of here. R.I.P. to them in advance. Yo, this nigga always <laughs> yo, yo, bro. Y'all niggas gotta stop coming out the crib with the Jordan fucking highlights from like year 2000. That nigga was like literally on his way out. Y'all niggas gotta stop bumping that Drake. Y'all niggas is 52 singing, I need a one. Then like, y'all niggas gotta stop, bro. Give your, 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 your children that tuition money that you owe them years <laughs> past instead of taking these bitches out on dates. You never gonna fucking make a good woman out of these bitches. All you gonna do is fuck them, smut them out, and bring them upstairs in your room that you've been living in for the last 52 years because you're still living in your mom and fucking dad house but you're driving an escalator and the bitch thought she was all that when she really found out that you a drug dealer at 52 <laughs> really she ain't gonna fuck hell. with you bro you gotta stop bro set up a whole story right. my nigga. Like, y'all niggas gotta stop kid What's the plot, my nigga? <laughs> ain't no plot man stop yo bro stop yo man yo 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 I'm talking yo Marcus I'm talking to you stop nigga stop <laughs> <laughs> yo, Leonard, Leonard. Oh God, Leonard, I'm talking to you, man. Yo, your name is not L Dollars. It's Leonard, nigga. Stop, Leonard. Stop it, my nigga. Cut it out. Shit. Oh fuck. All right. So speaking of fuck boys and fuck girls, right. we talk about Rob and Black China. Yo. Yo. <laughs> so for those who might have missed this this yo. nugget of. Foolishness. Um, So Black China and Rob broke up uh, recently. Uh, Distinguishes putting quotation marks in the background, as if y'all niggas could see him. Um, We don't know. (laughs) But um, basically, everyone was like up in arms because there's basically two camps. There's people who sympathize and empathize with Rob, feeling like he was wrong. We don't want him to commit suicide. Right. (laughs) Feeling like he was wrong, feeling like China... Um, is just taking a book out of the Kardashians and doing some fuck girl shit to him. She, she got she, she's a you know a former stripper, and this is what they do to niggas. They Shout set them up. Rose. So there's that camp, and then there's the camp that talks about some real shit where China says her man was 
verbally and emotionally abusive through that whole time. Rob was verbally and emotionally abusive through the whole time they were together. And that she finally couldn't take it anymore because his mental health had taken him to a point where she just didn't want to deal with it anymore. Aren't they about to do a show, though? Uh, some type or, of wrap-up. They, the, 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 they, they said they signed a new contract for season two. And they have to fulfill that. Or somebody getting sued. They right. got to do that. So I don't know. This I don't know. But I think two very important things come out of this conversation. Yeah. One is, can you be with someone who, it, like, when you got with them, everything was peachy, but then their mental health got them to a point where you felt like you were just getting either abused or you couldn't handle that situation anymore. You just weren't ready for that. I honestly think, again, the the key word that y'all got to take away from this episode, keeping it a hundred, keeping it a buck. Mm. Um, I think every single person on the face of this planet, walking, talking, breathing, shitting, peeing human beings, everybody comes into a level of a relationship, whatever you define a relationship as, a little off and a little crazy. Mm. All of us have a piece of us that's not altogether there. Whether we're gonna go to the doctor to figure that shit out, or we're gonna, or we're gonna have our friends say, "Yo, something about you a little off, my nigga. You've been that way since ten, and we fucking forty five, bro. You always been that way, bro." So I feel like everybody comes into any relationship with a little bit of level of 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 offness to them. Now, as far as quote unquote staying with them and trying to figure out how do, how, how, how do you go about that part, I'm paraphrasing. Bob Marley said a quote that is very powerful. He said a quote like, yo, you have to find somebody that you are willing to suffer for. So it's more than just love. It's like, yo, if this person is putting you through so much grief, heartache, tumultuous situations, lying, cheating, if you feel like that person is worth all of that shit, my nigga, that's the person that you're willing to suffer for for the rest of your life. And someone told me that quote before. Someone had had raised the debate about it. Okay. And although I agree to some extent, mm-hmm. like you know, like a fairy tale perfect situation mm-hmm. is not realistic. You're gonna it's have not. ups and downs, whether it's because of the person or if it's because of life. Like right. life is sometimes the intervening factor that makes a relationship hard. It's not always like the person you pick. You just did a bad job picking. No. Mm-hmm. It could be like, you know, God forbid, you with your girl for 10 years and one of y'all get cancer. And now life has put a stressor that y'all weren't ready to deal with or handle. And now y'all arguing and y'all beefing, even if, even though it's the wrong time for that to right, be happening. It's definitely the wrong time. So, like, life will never be uh, picture perfect. And in that aspect, are you willing to suffer with that person while they're going to chemo, while they're throwing up, while they, you know, having a hard time with that. If you're willing to suffer through that, then, yeah, you really, truly love that person. However, I think the the misguiding factor of that quote is leaving an excuse to be with an abuser. Facts. And I don't, and I think a lot of people who are in abusive situations look to that quote to justify being in that abusive situation. Like, no, don't suffer through madness. Like no one is supposed to suffer through madness. And I'm not I'm not really attaching that to Rob's situation, although if you li- if you believe China's part of it, then you can you can equate those two. You can put them together, you can correlate them. Um the fact that Rob felt like I mean, not Rob, China felt like he was abusing her because I, I do remember I saw one episode of that foolishness, and I do remember. I think he has a depressive disorder, like bipolar disorder, okay. or straight up the 
So, oh, so okay. yeah. So, oh, wow. I mean, that's a that's an influx of being manic and then being really, really depressed, and that's really hard to deal with, honestly, in a relationship, especially if you live living with that person from day to day. You know, like it's hard to be there twenty four seven and have to without help at least have to deal with a person like one day they really high up and they spazzing or they're really really low and they're looking for you to be that anchor to keep them from jumping off a roof but i got a question and i know i'm not wrong for asking this question didn't we all know to a level of degree despite what the media uh decides to put out to us didn't we all know that rob was going through mental issues years past so if we knew that and china knew that why would you then ultimately lay down with somebody that has these issues knowing that you are going to endure everything that this person has with them? I mean, knowing something and then being and experiencing it sometimes are two different things. Like, a nigga can tell you fucking is great all they want, but until you fuck, you don't know what that feels like. So, right. um, it might... I don't know how they fell in love. I don't know how they got together. That's where... You know, niggas is like, yo, she played the shit out that nigga. It's blurred lines, bro. Yeah. It's blurred so I, lines. I don't know if this was some type of plan where it was like, yo, I'm going to really fuck up. I'm going to fuck with Tyga. I'm going to fuck with Kylie. And I'm going to fuck with Rob and the whole family. I'm going to just fuck they whole shit up by getting, baby and be out. by getting with this nigga, having him have a child with me. And now that's child support. So for I got a, 18 years. For the next oh, 18 years. So now I got this nigga's money and I got Tiger's money and I don't got to work another day. I don't know if it's that, um, but yeah. that would be malicious. That, that's that, how some women think. That just felt bad news. I mean, that's how some people think, period. Oh, fuck. Uh, that was just bad news to me from the jump. Like, he, he knew what this chick was dealing with. Uh-huh. She knew what she was getting herself into. That was just bad news to me from jump start. Yeah, I think that was bad news bears all, all around. Like, I just think that um, you know, I don't like I don't know if she like preyed on a nigga and was like, oh, he's the weakest, like the gazelle, and she was the lioness, and I'ma mm-hmm. fuck this nigga up. Right. Or if it was a situation where they really liked each other for a moment and it was blissful for two seconds, and then the whole shit fell apart. I think and- people in general think, yo, I know I could get this person to do anything that I that 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 I want them to do. I just gotta pretend like I'm really into them. Once we get to a certain level, once I start to know that nigga bank account number, his routing number, his damn, credit card. Damn, pretending enough to get penis put in you? I really feel like some men and women will go that far. I mean, they, she they, was a stripper. She was a stripper. So it wasn't It wasn't like it was far off, bro. She was right there, my nigga. I'm just saying, like... She was right there, bro. That's hard. I know me. I can't pretend with an ugly bitch that far along. Like, I could pretend because I've done it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> snap. The key thing is she was a stripper. This is right. what she used to do for So she used to seduce men to, to get them men. to give her money. Right. So what she's doing... In, in another way, she's stripping herself in other ways outside of taking off her clothes to make it seem like she's this vulnerable person but she's really a vulture she could be a vulture she could be she could be a savage on the other hand this nigga is documented as this nigga's having having these issues so (laughs) i mean i've been in situations where you know the person started to have like a a mental break while i was with them and it's a hard thing like it's a hard Mm -hmm. thing one one moment y'all could be having an amazing conversation everything's good the love is there and then the next moment you get in a text and it's not even it's not even a text like I like I think that's the misconception about mental health that sometimes 
or at least being in a relationship with someone who's having mental health issues yeah. is sometimes it's like all about them. Like you're, it's all this preventative work that you have to do to stop them from doing something. But sometimes it's not that. Sometimes this person feels so bad about themselves. The only way that they can feel something else is by transferring it onto you. So you might get a text accusing you of some shit that you got nothing to do with. You make me feel insecure. Bitch, I've been home all day. What are you talking about? Mm. Nah, I, I feel insecure because you haven't hit me up. I don't. I, I text you earlier and you never responded. Um, I was asleep, but I responded as soon as I got up. I don't know. Like, so it becomes mm. this situation where you're being abused mm. emotionally, verbally attacked. Sometimes because of you know, depending on what mental illness the person is maybe battling with. It's, it's up and down. You don't know what you're going to get one day. And so at first you might be like, all right, you know what I mean? I could be there for this person. But there's going to be days like with everything. They might hit you on a bad day and you don't want to deal with that all the time. And I'm not to say that it's their burden, but some people are built to be able to handle that and some people aren't. I don't think Rob planned this thing to be a quote-unquote publicity sound. Like I read his shit. And for the people who know me, I don't play with people who start to talk about suicide and taking their life. I don't play with shit like that. Like, I don't. My uh, my niece recently just lost one of her friends, 14 years old. The girl overdosed on some pills killed herself in yeah. Philadelphia. She killed herself. And the mother said at the funeral that her daughter was dealing with self-inflicting things since she was a little girl. So so when so I guess when she was little little the mother probably seen some things that the daughter was not even liking within her own self and the mother was like basically alluding to the fact that yo this was just a matter of time. Wow. So for a mother for a mother to say that we can't fuck around with people like exercise. We can't play with people that got uh bipolar disorders and you know people that's thinking about doing things and hurting themselves you can't play with people like that because you play with people like that you might end up a person dealing with a situation on your hands where people might think you pushed them to do that shit mm. now you're gonna have to fucking explain to the judge or whoever or the jury to, to to convince them that yo this was none of your doings you met this person like this rest in peace bobby christina oh yeah facts facts rest in peace Bobby Christina, it's the holidays now. We can't be having people going through issues and you don't think it's as serious as you don't think it is. No, that shit probably like on a 10 when you think that shit is like at a four. Like shit is real. So for 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 Rob and China, I mean, I agree with D-Flow, man. When I first heard that they was dealing with each other, I was like, yo, this is not going to end well. Because I knew that shit was going to end. I mean, who the fuck thought that shit was going to last? I knew that shit was going to end. So let, let's talk about uh what... I think the men mental health situations that people ignore, a.k.a. K. Michelle bleaching. Yo. She bleached? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> Yo. So, like, Yo. all right. When it comes to <laughs> augmentation, um, permanent augmentation, mm -hmm. things like that, I really feel like if you're going to do something like bleaching and stuff like that, there needs to be some form of evaluation uh, before you are able to do things okay. like that. Why do I say that? Because whether we want to admit to it or not, whether we want to say that's aesthetics or not, I really feel like that's admitting self-hate. You're literally saying the color that I am is not the color that I should be, and so I'm going to lighten myself. And the only reason that we can equate that to is self-hate through what slave masters have instilled in people who have been oppressed for Hundreds and hundreds of years. I, I can't, you cannot tell me that you just think you look good 
light skin? Why do you think you mm. look good, good white skin? Like, light skin, rather. Why do you think you look good that color as opposed to the color you were born with? So I think, like, when we're talking about permanent augmentations to our bodies, um, keeping it 100, even let's go as far as, like, breasts and butt, uh, oh, yeah, implants. Facts, 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 if we we facts. go there, too. When you augmenting your body, that means that you don't, in my opinion, that just means that you don't really believe that the original body that you had was beautiful enough. In other words, what the bro trying to say is that you don't love yourself. Because if you love that part of your body, you would not tamper with that part of your body. There's a few people that have gone in situations where they've altered and done things to their bodies that I personally read. They wanted to change it back. No, nigga. This is the way that you made it. This is the way you thought somebody or something fucked you up the first time. So now that you went and go and try to fix the shit, now the shit don't look too right. That's like people that's trying to uh, uh, say that, yo, I think I was really born a female. And then they do it and then they change and then they try to go back. Nah, bro. No, that's you. That, that's what you wanted. Don't say, oh, the doctor. No, 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 no. That's what you wanted because you felt like the shit was not good the first time. I really dislike when chicks say, oh, my breasts are so small. I want to get boob implants. Then the motherfucker get the boob implant. Oh, my back hurt. Bitch, you just wanted more breasts. Mm. Fuck your back hurt and you're going to take this dick. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. Fuck you mean. Fuck. <laughs> but no, like, like, that's why I feel like there needs to be some... I, I know that with uh, cosmetic surgery, there mm. is some form of a, a quote-unquote eval, but I just don't think it's strong enough. No, nah, um, And so it's just... it, Like, do what you want. I am a supporter of freedom. Like, if you... I want... As long as you're not hurting nobody, do what the fuck you do. Mm. But I just feel like as a society, we might want to be a little bit more accountable about identifying maybe uh, a situation of counseling or therapy that may need to happen before we just give the fast food the quick fix of, oh, you think your your uh, breasts are too small? Instead of counseling you to maybe love your body more, we just give you the quick fix of, here, throw some silicone in them bitches and now get out my face. Listen, TLC made a great record. They said you could buy your hair if you won't grow. You can pitch your nose if you say so. You can buy all the makeup the men can make. But if you can look inside you, find out who am I too, damn, I'm pretty. Love yourself, girl. Don't cut yourself. Don't get a breast implant or ass implant. And then when a nigga be like trying to slap that ass and something, he's like, oh no, it's going to break. Bitch, you should have never got in the first place. Now I'm going to take advantage. I'm going to slap that ass. No. I ain't going to tell you not to do it. <laughs> do what the fuck you want to do, but just like, Really evaluate why you're doing it before you do it. That's how I that's how I look at it. Like some women doing it, bro, because they want the superficial body. Right. And and that's what they want. but we also gotta take accountability as to why this is happening, and that's that's society. Society putting pressure like, on our society. women yeah. to look like cartoon characters and shit with size zero waist, uh 45 ass. Right, like how and the fuck the ass gets 72 Ds. Like my nigga, what? Like, you know, right. like that's not we, even normal. Right, that's not even real. Like <laughs> So we got to take accountability on that aspect of society making people feel like these decisions are going to make them more beautiful instead of them, like I said, uh, instead of us getting to this point where we just love the body that we are given. Like, let's keep it a, a buck. Me and you are considered short niggas. 
right? I'm definitely considered a short nigga. A lot of chicks would not go for me. Right, right. Facts. Now, <laughs> with that societal pressure of women not wanting to date, like, I can go on my newsfeed right now and there's probably a post about, I like a nigga 6'5", with a beard, light skin, or whatever, like, crazy shit that I could find at this very right. moment. You can, you can find, yeah, yeah you can like, find this right very now. moment, there's somebody... Bitch, we do our research. We'll find you. <laughs> somebody on my timeline right now saying some shit like that. Uh, her teeth fucked up and her vagina smell like a forest. Oh, you right. Shit. Damn, you bro. Right, but, but, like... <laughs> but, but on, on, that, on that tip, like... Put some sanitizer on that mic. <laughs> Damn, you just niggas retarded. So, like, on, on that... On that aspect of things, like, I could either choose to self-loathe the fact that my gene makeup decided that I was going to be 5'7", five, 5'8", five, or I could be like, fuck it, I'm the flyest 5'7", five, 5'8", five, nigga that's around right now. I personally had to deal with the short man syndrome. Like, I was always saying to myself, God, if you up there, if you listening, motherfucker, why the fuck you make me short? I got beef with you, bruh. I'll never see you, but I got beef with you, man. No, when I find you, it's on and popping, dogs. I don't know why you made me short. You made me extra dark. And when I was younger, I realized, like, damn, why am I so dark? Like, these chicks like the light-skinned niggas. Then I got older. I realized, you know, self-love is definitely important. Self-love is probably one of the most important loves you ever going to have for yourself. Then I was like, yo, my skin is actually, I, I like my skin, you know. Some girls started to call me chocolate. So I was like, I right, bet I get some chocolate, you know what I mean? So... The, the 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 women that was saying, oh, I would never date you, or I would never do anything with you, motherfuckers was lying, because I definitely was fucking a few church girls. Praise the Lord, 6'2", what up? <laughs> I don't even know what where that rant went. Where the 6'2 came Because they tall and I'm short. That mean I'm winning, bitch. I'm winning. <laughs> I'm winning. But, yeah, I mean, like, society puts certain pressures on people, and I just think that we have to fight through, through those pressures because they're all illusions like they're not real like they i guess i mean we're not in the jungle no more where a <laughs> six five nigga could reach the watermelon ooh, ooh, <laughs> where six five nigga could reach the watermelon quicker than the the five two nigga and, and i mean body makeup like niggas that are shorter have different muscle ratios so there is in everybody type there is some type of um advancement or something that can be used and 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 celebrated. So I just feel like right. we got to stop subscribing to dumb shit like that, which a lot of us do is like I like we just I just had a conversation with with a couple of uh, younger people mm-hmm. about um you know the expectations of that that some young women have of men where they have to be tall and this that and the third. Tall, muscular, beard, but it was funny um, though. It was funny because when we broke it down, they were really like, you know what? Honestly, if a dude is like, if he's short, I might give him a chance. But that's just not the first thing that I'll go for because okay. whatever. So I, we just got to look at society as a whole and look at the pressures that it puts on its people that oppress the people before you know we can make the full judgment. Like, yo, y'all are. I'm not gonna call anybody dumb. For their decision, I'm not gonna say that you're stupid. I'm just gonna say. So we're not calling K Michelle dumb for bleaching her skin. Nah, I'm not calling her dumb That's for that. That's crazy. I'm not calling her dumb for that. That's crazy. What I will I'm say. Looking at you crazy. That's crazy. I can't. I'm not gonna call her dumb for that. What I will say <laughs> is, I think K Michelle needs to reevaluate some of the reasons why she decided to make. She that decision. cannot dye her skin back black. We 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 know that, right? She can't do that. She can't. Like she can't go back. 
to having a darker skin because she's going to look crazy. And for y'all who think we crazy, just look at Little Kim. That's all I got to say. Yo! If you think Little Kim right now is sexy, all right. Yo. All right, B. Nah. Hey. Yo. Yo, I was trying to figure out, though, when you sent me that, the first person I thought about, Sammy Sosa definitely bleached his skin. Damn. Baseball player, the legend, the he, self-hate is crazy yo, out here, self-hate, man. The self-hate, I really think it's, I really think that... We, we, we aren't, we, we sure it's not just the lighting. Nah. 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 Nah, bro. Right. Nah. Nah. I'm going to show you that picture. I'm going to show you that picture nah. in a minute. She admitted to it, I think, too. Bro. Nah, mm. bro. I was watching old videos of Destiny's Child. Beyonce definitely got lighter as she got older. I mean, but hers looks like natural it. progression. For some people, that can actually happen. Natural progression? That skincare actually does that to you, though. If you keep washing your face with certain skincare regimens, yeah. you will... Get your, your face lighter as time progresses. Wow. Well, she probably using that expensive shit because I heard proactive don't work in the hood. And honestly, though, <laughs> I, even for me, like, I'm not as dark as I was when I was little. Nigga, you still as dark. What the fuck no, you talking I'm, about? I'm not. Bro, you dark. I'm not as dark as I was. Though. Bro. He's not saying he's not dark. He's saying he's not as dark. You're, you are still as dark, nigga. You're chocolate. Bro. How do you know? You didn't know the nigga. <laughs> it don't matter. You didn't know me 10 years ago. <laughs> it don't matter. <laughs> but kidding. no, it, de- it definitely happens where... Um, climate makes a big difference. Climate definitely does. I definitely get super light in the wintertime compared to the summertime. This light skin nigga. You, you <laughs> I do. Compared to the summertime, if, if you if you look Guys, like, I'm the only nigga that skin stay the same 24-7, 365 days. Nah, and nigga, every you leap, look yeah. like an ink spot on right. <laughs> in July and June, My nigga. shit stay the same. My shit don't. These niggas... I'm going to take pictures of you. These niggas got variations in their skin. Okay. I'm going to take pictures of you. It's light skin but, niggas, man. Um, this nigga D-Flow was putting out his wrist like, yeah, I'm kind of light. No, nigga, you're not that light since stop. I'm dark-skinned, nigga. I just said I was darker when I was younger. <laughs> this nigga. <laughs> I'm fully embracing my chocolate self. <laughs> you better not bleach. Would never, bro. <laughs> that's, that's not my steez, nigga. I'm straight. But uh, <laughs> speak, let's talk about bleaching. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about these showcases, bro. Yo. Yo. <laughs> Yo. We've been having a hell of a time on social media talking about showcases. And one of the most interesting conversations that was being had was about what exactly are the artists signing up to? Is it the artist's fault and responsibility to do the research on the promoter and the showcase? Is it the promoter's fault to keep it um to 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 keep it all the way a hundred? When it comes to having the artists be able to exude and and uh, and be able to uh, be in a space where they feel like things are gonna happen, there's a lot of promoters. I'm gonna say it again, y'all niggas gotta stop lying to artists, bro. Mm. Stop getting the baddest bitch that you never met a day in your life that come all the way from fucking Belize. Shout out to D Flow and the whole family. <laughs> Big up. Shout out to uh. Shout out to the whole everybody that's Belize. But stop getting the baddest Caribbean bitch throwing her on a flyer, saying that her ass gonna be there, getting some A some A and R from some Universal or some Atlantic records that never show up. I hate when niggas lie talking about, oh, they just left the fucking uh country a few days ago and they came back just to see you. No, nigga, stop the fucking lies, bro. All of this shit is scripted like a love and hip hop rendu. Stop it, my nigga. Y'all niggas is lying. The these artists, y'all know y'all only taking their money. They never getting nowhere. You know, and I know, they don't have real talent. A lot of niggas is rappers. They're not going to make it. It's the fact. Why? They're not all supposed to make Because if we all made it, nigga, who's going to be the consumer? So, <laughs> definitely, we was having some crazy conversations 
Um, and it was like one of the that that very qu- question came up about is it the artist's fault for not really vetting the showcase before going to it, or is it the promoter? Is it on the promoter? And this is how I look at it. You cannot fault somebody for being ignorant, right? If they don't know, they don't know. So we got a lot of artists out here who it's their first rodeo. Say their name. I don't know anybody personally (laughs) that is just starting out. Most of the people I know been in the game for like at least two to three years. But they Facebook page still got 100 likes. Chill, B. But... (laughs) Right? Like, there are some people out here where it's like, it's their first time being on the scene of of entertainment, and they don't know, they can't differentiate what is supposed to happen versus what isn't supposed to happen. And then let's be very clear, there isn't that much of a distinction between the showcases that are legitimate Versus the ones that people can say they got scammed out of because they all follow the same formula that makes them look like they doing the same shit, even though it's really not. Like, for instance, if you sign a contract that says you have to sell X amount of tickets in order to be part of this show, you are signing a contract. You are saying that you understand the terms of the contract. You understand the terms that you have to sell these tickets. And therefore... When you don't sell those tickets and the promoter is asking you where the where, bread at, where, where, where my money at, you can't get tight. You can't get tight about that. <laughs> you can't say that that person scammed you out of some money. Now, what you can say is that type of setup may not be for you. So you should not sign up in the first place. You can say, you know what? I think as an artist, I should be getting paid. So I'm not going to sign up for a no showcase where. I'm technically footing the bill. We're going to keep it 100. I'm sorry, promoters. We're going to keep it 100. I'm footing the bill for you so you could cover the venue because you didn't put your money up front. The venue charged you twenty five to 4000 and you trying to make that money back on the front end. Like, And artists, be real with yourself. As much as you think the promoter needs you is just as much as you need the fucking promoter. Artists need shows. When you starting out. Right. When you starting out. Artists need shows and shows need artists. That's just that's just how the fuck it go. You're a yuck, you are a young and up and coming person that's trying to be an artist. You gotta find the shows. You gotta go to the showcases. Even when you're not signing like quote unquote contracts, if you go to a show and you see that they have a rule and, and stuff set in place, when you hit the mic, nigga, you just said and you just signed literally, yo, I understand these rules. I'm gonna do my little uh 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 poem or rap and then I'm gonna get the fuck over stage. I'm not gonna go over my five minutes that they just said I have on the microphone. I'm not gonna try to do a whole 15 minute set when the nigga said I only got three minutes on a microphone. You're gonna humble yourself. And you're going to do your little one uh, little act. You're going to come back to the shows, come back to the shows. Then if you want to do quote-unquote showcases, that's a different ballgame. Like X said, if you know you can't sell tickets, some of y'all niggas know you can't sell tickets, stop selling tickets. And shout-out to the niggas that's making artists sell tickets, and you know that they're not bringing out nobody, and you know deep down inside the only reason why they and, and, and how they sold their tickets is because they paid for them. On the other side of that, it may not always be that you can't sell the tickets, but you don't always want to. And that's fine. If you get to a certain level, honestly, in the game, 
You should not sell tickets anymore unless they're for yourself. And that's the biggest nugget I could ever give any upcoming artist. And we're not and we're not saying that about you up and coming ones that quote unquote don't really have nothing like like out. No, y'all niggas got to keep selling tickets because y'all know where you're at. I'm talking about <laughs> once you get big enough that you know for a fact if you put a show together yourself, okay, you okay. are going to be able to still pack that out, whether it's through connections with other mm. promoters and you, it's still your show. Um, and I'm not talking about a show series. I'm talking mm. about um, a concert series, rather, mm. where you where you are headlining, you want to headline a show or whatever the case may be. If you feel confident enough and you're at that level where you can bring out at least 20 heads for $10 on your own, What's the what's the point of you needing a promoter at that point? There is none. So at that point, of course, every time you work for a promoter and every ticket you sell is going into that promoter's pocket, you're going to get tight about that because you have graduated from that level. You are no longer there. So that's why you're getting upset. That's why you're feeling jipped. So you got to, at that moment, realize, I need to start doing this for myself. Now, for the individuals who are just starting out, it might take you a while to get there. So the showcases may not be the worst decision to make because you have no buzz how are you going to get the buzz you got to show up places you got to you may not even have to get on the bill but you have to go places and you got to network with people and the only way people are going to to pay you to perform is if they can see what you performing looks like so they got to know that you can actually tear down the house if they don't know that then you know you could talk that talk now of course there's those occasions where it's like a bobby schmurda or a young ma where the song actually propels them into the forefront, but those are rare. Like that, they yeah, gotta that catch rare. fire. You gotta know how to make that track catch fire. Or and, or uh, designer with Panda. Right, he just right. Has to go. Four and, times platinum. But the designer times. was still doing them showcases before that. Oh wow! He did faces in the crowd a couple times. Oh shit! So, okay. so you know so what I mean? He was building his portfolio. Okay. So he was out there already. Um, but yeah, but my thing is. Like I said before, I can't fault someone for being ignorant, but I can definitely say that someone has lost moral ground when they are promoting something and they're falsifying the truth, which is most of these showcases. Let's be very upfront and real. Most of these showcases are putting a little white lie on their flyers, whether it's... That's a fact. Whether it's... This A&R is going to be there. Right, right. And it's an intern. Right. At Compl- we know niggas that work at Complex right now. That's we a want- fact. We wanted to throw a show place and say, connection with Complex Magazine. And niggas really might flood to it because of all the shit that we got behind us right now. Like, and let's be honest, you're only putting that shit on the flyer because you want niggas to come. Facts. And then at the end of the day, them niggas are not doing nothing for nobody. A lot of y'all promoters is feeding these young people lies. Y'all got to stop this shit, bro. Because these niggas is getting smart. <laughs> These niggas is getting smart. These niggas starting to find out where you live. They starting to find out how you like your coffee. Bro, what? Chill. Bro, they know where your little daughter goes to school. Bro, you don't want some of these niggas to do some other shit that they're not supposed to do some hood shit and start saying, yo, nigga, you owe me a record deal. Right. It's, it's either the deal or your daughter's lunch money, you nigga. What's up? Yo, your daughter might have to pay that, bro. And she just started her first semester of college. Bro, you got to figure it out, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like, you got to figure it out. There's something morally wrong by by false advertising and then being like, well, these artists just, you know, they expect too much. No, nah. nigga. On the, on, the, you said. on the flyer, you said this A&R is going right. to be here. You said this person is judging the competition. And you said there's a possibility for me to get $3,000 cash. Now, if one of those three things don't align, 
That means you lied. Promoters, if you tell an artist that X, Y, and Z is going to be there, they're expecting to see X, Y, and Z, bro. If they don't see X, Y, and Z there, and this is an artist that's a hood artist, he or she might turn the fuck up, especially if they brought their whole hood out that never seen nothing bigger than Jordan sneakers in a glass mirror that they couldn't afford. Mm. They about to see their potential homie, quote unquote, get a big break to do a record, a record that they think is the one in front of not only just a, a, a room full of uh, eager uh, uh, artists and also e uh, eager audience members, but potential A&Rs that can take them to the next level. So if that a and is not there, I've definitely been to a few showcases where, quote unquote, people were supposed to be in a building and then the, the producer or the host gets on the mic, yo, artists, meet me in the back. We all go in the back. Yo, unfortunately, guys, know you guys paid your $300 to perform uh, for three minutes, but <laughs> so-and-so from Atlantic Records is not going to be here tonight. I'm so sorry. And I've dead seen a few niggas turn up. Oh, for a fact. Beside I've, me. <laughs> I've also seen situations right, where it's like that person is there, but there is absolutely positively no way for you to network with that person. So what you say? That person comes in there with mass security? No. Okay. That person comes, but the way they set it up is that that nigga is all the way in a VIP that you can't touch and on the flyer is promising you this idea that you can network you'll be able and to you sit can, down with them you'll be able to sit down bit. and show even if you don't win the competition, you'll at least be able to talk with them or whatever the case may be. I've been at competitions where it'd be like the hit producer for um Trey Songs is in the building. Right. And yet, then it'll be some next cat that might have did maybe one song with Trey. Right, versus this nigga that did like 30 songs with Trey and probably... The real nigga. It was credited on two albums. Right, yeah. right. It's some nigga that might have, you know, been in the room when that other nigga was, was actually putting the beat right, together. Working. And so, yeah. like, there's situations like that where it's like, you're lying. <laughs> you're lying. And y'all gotta stop doing that because it... I don't think it's just detrimental to your showcase. I think it's detrimental to the hip-hop culture that exists in New York City. Wow. That's a fact. I think that we're bringing the culture down because here's what's happening. Damn. You got artists feeling like they can't trust promoters, and when they do these shows, they don't really feel invested in these shows. Damn. You got You got supporters and fans and people who are patrons who come into establishments looking for a good show, getting watered down art because the only niggas now that are trying to do those things, and I'm sorry if someone gets offended, but the only niggas that are doing them right now are the niggas that are kind of lost in their career and they don't really know what's up, what they want to do yet. You know what I'm saying? I'm just keeping it 100. If you think about the equation, it really don't work out. Like, why am I paying you two, 240 or 250 or 300 to perform, why am I paying someone else to share my talent? Why am I, like, that to me is telling me I don't believe in my talent yet enough that I need to put a price tag. I'm in a negative at that point. I need to be in a positive. I need to be making money. I feel like you only have to pay in a showcase setting if it's a competition. If, if it's a competition. That, that, that's how I personally I respect yeah. that. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's kind of like betting. You putting yeah. your money where yeah, your mouth you're gambling. is. Yeah, you're gambling. So I can understand that. Cool, cool, cool. Um, but you said, but you're talking about like an actual showcase. I'm talking about an actual showcase. Right. And then it's like the producer is hustling the artist. Like, y'all got us an X amount of tickets. Right. Mm. <laughs> I mean, there ain't going to really be no prize. Even with end. the ticket thing. I, I prefer the ticket thing 
more than I prefer the outright, you just got to pay me $300 to get on this bill. Okay. And you're going to okay. open up for Joel Santana. And then what ends up happening is Joel's does show up. Right. He does. But you perform at 3 o'clock in the morning when there's 10 niggas still in the building and Joel, on a Wednesday. And Joel's set finished latest at 11. Because he got to catch a flight back And he, walk, he walked in for the set and he walked right, right he back walked out. Right back out. It wasn't no, yo, I got, I'm going to connect with you. Or yo, let me get your information. It was like, all right. Uh, Peace. Now, technically, yeah, you performed at the same establishment that Jewel's Santana right, performed at. Him, right. But you did not open up. Mm. You did not open up. Mm. You opening up means that the label is on board with you hyping the crowd up for this nigga to come out. True. Mm. The label set that up, or the promoter may have set it up, but it's on some, you're either getting paid out of that, or a certain type of deal is set up where it's a win-win. Not you paid to be on in the same, basically you're, like, let's break it down to its building blocks. You paid to be in the same room as Joel Santana. That's pretty much what you did. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you get, yeah, you yeah. getting hustled. You got got, my nigga. And the reason why I'm saying is, I threw the pussy in your face and it wasn't pussy. I've been there. I've been in those situations. It was cabbage. I've been in those situations <laughs> where I was, I was given those type of deals, or I was, I was told like this is what it is. And when I first started out, I got caught. I got got. I think almost everybody in here yeah, has gotten got, got, got with yeah, some got, type got. of shit like that before. Yeah, because I've definitely given niggas money that. I didn't even, like some shows, I didn't even get to perform the time I was supposed to perform or I didn't get the amount of minutes. There was some there were some things I paid for I never even performed. Right. Right. Mm. Right. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, um, do you still want to do this uh, Christmas special? I was thinking about it. We got to save that next week. We got to say that for next week. Oh, well, next week is a super wrap-up. Well, we got to throw it in there just a little bit. Okay. We, we, we could save this shit. All right, because this shit today, this shit was a little Yeah, we did. We did a lot. We did a lot. This has been a special Christmas edition of uh, Dad Hats and Boats. As I know, this nigga celebrates Kwanzaa. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Kwanzaa. You know, we will be celebrating Kwanzaa right on the 26th, and that'll be ending on the 1st. So, oh, and I actually got some information I'm going to send you about um, a Kwanzaa crawl, they call it. Oh. Where niggas go to bar to bar, um, like kind of like Santa, Santa Con. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you go to all the black-owned businesses and you drink up at the bar. So I got some information about that. Um, it'll be on our website um, or, the, or the page. My fucking dick got wet. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know how that works. I don't know how that works. I don't know how that works. But, um, yeah, I mean, we we kept this shit pretty pretty short. And I like the time stamp we at today. Um, so we could wrap up, I guess, with that uh, tough knot. Yeah, and, uh, so uh, the tough knot, ladies and gentlemen, looking at this list. Knowing what we talked about, if you are going to be any professional fuckboy or fuck girl, understand that everything that you do is solely on you. Mm. If you are in control of how you feel about the person and you know that you're in a fuckboy or fuck girl situation, don't get mad when they pick up on it and start to expose you. Mm. You did to see yourself. But if you a fuckboy and a fuck girl and you proud to be that, and if you go to bed at night knowing that you fucking up somebody else's life because you a fuckboy or fuckgirl and you have no problem with that, then I guess that's on you too. Damn. <laughs> so, dad would say, <laughs> honesty is everything. Like, we have to be real 
not only with the people we get involved with, with the business relationships that we forge and conjure up, but in totality and in all honesty, we have to be real with ourselves. And that, I think, is lacking in today's day and age. I feel like we run from the truth way more than we're willing to stand and hold the burden of what really exists. Like, we are more willing to be getting drugged up, um, having meaningless sex, being in the club, getting drunk, than facing the demons that actually might be right in front of our face that, honestly, we just need to handle it in order to move forward. We don't realize those things. And so instead, we go for the fast food fix. We go for the quick thing that is going to, quote unquote, make us feel better. But the problem with the fast food fix is you always end up hungry again 30 minutes later. And you got to end up getting some more food. And then while you're doing that, you are denigrating your body, you're denigrating your soul, you're denigrating your mind. And so it's the same type of situation. When we run from the truth and we don't hold our honesty, we are only doing ourselves a disservice. And we need to get back to a point where we can take the honest truth and not look at that as something evil and hurtful, but look at it as something that helps us grow. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Dad Hats and Po Ties. We out. Peace! <laughs>